Hey gang, and welcome to the Faith Recovery and Music Weekly Podcast, focused on all issues dealing with alcoholism, drug addiction, faith, and recovery. Here, we share our stories, our experiences, struggles, and successes as we walk hand-in-hand with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that's not all, because we also have some great guests sharing their stories and testimonies. We'll also be joined by some wonderful musicians performing original and inspirational songs pertaining not only to God and faith, but also in regard to our journeys as we travel to and on the road of recovery. My name is Timothy Bryce, and I'm so happy to be your host. I've worked for the church for over 20 years as a musician and as a praise and worship leader, and I've played music professionally my entire adult life. And by the grace of the good Lord, I am 28 years clean and sober. And I'm thrilled to say that joining me every week will be our brother in recovery, Jeremy Garris, owner and CEO of Spirits at Rest Treatment Facility in Montgomery, Minnesota. The gang, it gets even better because also joining us every week will be our good friend and mighty man of God, Pastor Christopher Mark. I truly feel this ministry is my calling and God's plan for my life. I'm blessed to serve him and hopefully help you on your own personal journeys through faith and recovery. Let's get started. I love... Hey, well... <laughs> hey, this is uh, Pastor for I'm here uh, with Faith Recovery Music. Thanks for joining us today. Across from me, I see the ruggedly handsome uh, Timothy Price, the head honcho of Faith Recovery and Music. The honcho. Love having you here, the Timothy. Head, the head nacho. <laughs> the head nacho. <laughs> macho, macho <laughs> man. <laughs> I want some of those nachos, man. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And then to my left is Jeremy Igares, the J train of spirits mm. at rest in Montgomery. We're really glad that you guys are here. Thanks, and uh, it's just it's fun to be able to come together. Today we actually wanted to dive into a subject. We're not doing the popsicle sticks. We're just diving in. Uh, we're talking about legacy. 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 And uh, it's an interesting thing. You know, we were we were talking just before this about legacy. Like Jeremy was saying that he the idea of having something so big that he would pass it on to his kiddos. Or, you know, Tim Tim was reflecting on his father's legacy. He's seeing that in, in his life. I see that a little bit with mine, too. My dad was also a pastor, though there's a lot of, there's kind of a broken road that, that led me to this place, but to be able to live in that place of legacy. Just wondering, as we're starting off, uh, as you're listening today, what's the legacy that you want to leave? Or is there someone that's sewn into your legacy? Perhaps you know, as we're as we're talking, you'll get to hear about uh, the legacies that you get to sew into as well. Mm, yeah. But uh, as we're talking about legacy, I can't help but think of this uh, crazy horse. I don't know if you've ever been to South Dakota. It's so cool. Oh, yeah, that crazy horse. Sure. Yeah. I can't think of the guy's last name. It's really hard to say. But the 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 sculptor that they worked with with Crazy Horse uh, when uh, they were putting the project together. There was government funding that that became available, but he actually saw how Mount Rushmore wasn't finished. They actually were wanting to do a whole bust. Not just the heads, but they were wanting to do a whole bust, but the government money ran out. So he didn't see that project get finished. 
And he also wanted to do something that was so big that he would have to pass it on to his next generation. So that's when I think of legacy and passing on something, not just in your life, but passing on something that's so great that you pass it on to that next generation. I always think of Crazy Horse, that monument that's in South Dakota. If you're watching online, or you're sorry, if you're listening right now and you're like, what is Crazy Horse? Just Google it and you'll pull it up. You'll see it in South Dakota. It's really cool. But he that is started, a hard name. Yeah, Korschak Zialkowski. <laughs> Check please. Yeah, Gazumtite. <laughs> the uh, the beauty of it is when he started that project, he knew that he wouldn't be able to finish it in his own mm. lifetime. So he prepared his children. He trained them up, and this is what this is. And he passed it on to them. Uh, maybe you've experienced that in your life too. I love how we see in Scripture, David, King David, had such this. He had this great vision for what the the first temple could look like. And God had said, "It's this isn't going to be finished in your lifetime. This is something that's so big that it's going to pass on to the next generation to Solomon." Uh, so David, in all of his insight, he wrote out all these different plans of what the Lord was showing him, and he passed it on to his son. His son was able to fulfill that, and it was just really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a powerful thing. But what do you guys have? What what uh, legacy? When legacy comes to mind, what do you, Tim? What do you think of? Well, you know, for me, legacy is it, it's multifaceted. So I'm going to try to I'm going to try to explain this because. Um, there is a legacy that runs in my family that I do not want to continue. Wow. Um, my family is, and this is both sides of my family. My, uh, uh, I come from a long line of drug addiction and alcoholism on both sides. I've had, uh, numerous relatives taken out because of it. Uh, um, uncles, uh, two uncles, um, and I know uh, um, my cousin was taken out mm-hmm. uh, very young age. Wow. And it seems like there's a lot of folks in my family um, that just struggled with it, you know. And it's great to, uh, to be clean now and see how so many members of my family have turned it around. Come on. And it's almost like... Uh, uh, I think of a few people in my family that just come to mind right away. And it was almost like, you know what? The buck stops here. Just like what Terry said. Remember when Terry was on? Yeah. It's like the buck stops here. This is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've seen um, my family members not want that kind of life. And the legacy that they want to continue for their children isn't a legacy of addiction and alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic, you know, and that was the legacy that, you know, when I've seen in my experience, and I'm going to try my best to say this uh, in a coherent, concise manner. Um, there was a time, you know, I've seen in my recovery where people talk about their parents and if uh their parents either being both of them or one or the other was a heavy drinker while they were growing up and i've seen a double-sided coin i've seen the coin where um people say oh my gosh i've seen what my parents do i'm never gonna drink in my whole life Mm. and i've seen that and then i've seen the other side of the coin which is me 
where I did everything my dad did, yeah. you know, where I, I drank to no end. Um, and I, I literally started carrying on the exact legacy of my father at a very young age and started doing in, and Jeremy and I have had this talk, um, I don't. Uh, I don't want to say any names on your end um, about people in our lives, where we we saw them as even though there was a lot of trauma and destruction and dysfunctionality going on, we also know that it was them dealing with or or um, acting upon their addictions just like we did yeah you know and i and i hope that people in my life who knew me as an addict practicing addict alcoholic have forgiven me because they understand that that is not who i truly am just like how that was not truly who my dad was it wasn't truly who the person is that jeremy and i were talking about you know and um so this is where i want to kind of make it clear so I didn't willingly or knowingly follow my dad's legacy that was identical to his until my dad cleaned up. Yeah. And then when my dad cleaned up, he turned everything around. And I share about my dad in a lot of my messages and my stories uh, on the CD. It's part of my story. And I always feel a need to qualify that. My dad was just like me. He was somebody who was sick with the disease of alcoholism and addiction. And what he did in his years of using, he would never do while not using. And my dad turned it around to become one of the greatest heroes in my life. And from the last time I saw my dad hauled off in a police car, to a year later when he was trying to be in recovery, my dad, all of a sudden my dad's like, he's seeing me also, I'm touring the country and my dad's showing up in Las Vegas. He's showing up in these other states where I'm playing. Well, hey, Timmy, how you doing there? You know, kind of keeping an eye on me, you know? Wow. And, uh, and I saw my dad, and this is, I saw him change everything that changed not only him, but it changed everybody around him. When he was, and you guys have heard me share this, he, uh, my dad, when he passed, he had 32 years clean and sober. And the last few years of his life, he was in stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. And he was in stage four because he had cancer in a couple different parts of his body. So if you have multiple cancers that that will propel you to stage four. So, but he was still, as he lost weight and did chemo and was just becoming this frail person, he had these business cards made up. And uh, I'm looking at it right across from Pastifer. And the business card says, I'm not yet the person I want to be, but I'm not the person I used to be. And my dad started going to, and this is after many years of, yeah. of recovery yeah. and going to AA. He always went. He always went. So, But he, he took on this new lease in the last couple of years of his life where he knew with that sickness, it gave him more of an ability to help people. 
So he made up these cards, and he's going to all of these different meetings all over the Twin Cities, sharing his story about almost like our good friend Jerry, you know? Yeah. Sharing his story of how, you know, the cancer may get me, but I'll be damned if the alcohol and the drugs will. And he gave so many men hope. He'd share about how he's staying clean during the hardest hardest thing that he's ever had to go through and that was the cancer mm-hmm. and and you know a lot of us we get i got to tell you man i've i've before i accumulated any time i picked up drinks over a lot less than something like that mm-hmm. because ultimately we know it's a choice you know but sometimes you need that inspiration and you need to see that and you need to see how Somebody that has far more to lose than you is still doing it, and they're mm-hmm. taking it seriously, and they're they're working a program. But they're not only working it; they're helping other people with their ailment. My cancer and my alcoholism and my addiction combined is my tool that God has given me. And then uh, I'm going to say this, and then I'll, I'll let uh, either you or J Train take it. So in the last couple months of his life, I, uh, I received a phone call from my dad at like one in the morning. Wow. And you know, when your dad is that sick and the phone rings, you think it's the call. Yeah. And uh, I got the call and uh, I answered it and it was my dad. And he's like, Demi, I just, I just want to call and tell you that I have a, I've turned my will and my life over to the care of Jesus Christ. Hmm. <laughs> you know? That's and, cool. Wow. You know, because I always knew my dad was That's spiritual. A cool legacy. I always knew he was AA spiritual and he had a higher power. And I'd hear my dad talk of God. But, you know, a lot of times we don't know where that person is. Especially, you know, I'm, I'm Gen X. So um, coming from. Uh, my dad, who uh, that generation, you know, a lot of times a little bit more closed mouth about it and what yeah. they are. But he called me up and he shared that with me. That's huge. And then two weeks later, he was gone. Wow. And I think Jesus, God, was waiting for him to turn his life over to him. And when he did that, he became the man he wanted to be. Wow. That's the legacy I want. That's cool. And when, when before he died, he gave me his box of cards. Hmm. And he said, Demi, you need to hand the rest of these cards out. And, you know, I look at it, and, you know, and it's like I'm looking at him going, wow. They're just white with this kind of typewriter lettering on it, you know. So it's like I'm like, well, I'm going to take that card and put a figure on there. And, make it, <laughs> and it's like none of them are as good as those ones. Yeah. You know? And uh, right so on. that's, that's the legacy that I would – Hopefully, I'd be blessed if God let me carry on that kind of legacy. That's cool. Well, yeah. and it, so according to dictionary.com, uh, one of the definitions of legacy is anything handed down from the past as from an ancestor or a predecessor. So the idea of uh, that handing down, that passing on. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? When you hear of the word legacy, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think of a couple things, right? Yeah. I think the one thing that uh, I've challenge myself with all the time with the word legacy is is if i died today yeah. would that funeral house be packed right wow. and i've wow. gone through a lot of 
death at a, in a younger ages, and I think we all have. We all experience death, but I've experienced it on both sides. And you see the ones where it's packed, and you know you're at the wake, and the lines down the block, and then you have the others where there's two, three, four in there, right? right. And I think about that, like, okay, yeah. have I helped enough people where it's going to be packed? Or I think I have a lot more work to do, and mm. a lot more people to help. But I hope my legacy looks like that. I, I hope there's that. a lot of people that uh, you know say, hey, he was a great guy, and he did everything he could to help me, and my servant leadership, um, I think, is going to get me down that path, you know. And then I think about um, if, you know, I think about it this way. I want to leave something behind for my kids. I want yeah. something my kids can be proud of, you know, that where we were at, you know, that, that for Scott County, when we were at that uh, meeting, you know, the yeah. gentleman giving and running it was, you know, he was talking about his dad starting yes, this in Sarasota. Right and he yeah. was so proud of that project and he was so yeah. proud to be part of it. Yeah. And the whole time I listened to it, I'm like, oh man, I hope my kids feel that way about the spirits at rest and everything else because that is my life legacy is yeah. I want them to be able to have a better life and because of the things I started and then be able to take it to another level like that young man had done. You know, and I think about it all the time, how important that will be for me to be able to pass that down and, and yeah. leave a legacy. You know, um, if my dad dies today, I will miss him tremendously and I love him. But, you know, I, I, what am I going to take from that, right? Mm. So I, I don't know what I would take from that other than just I love him and I'm going to miss him. Um, I want more for that for my kids. I want mm -hmm. them to have more. I want them to have something there that's tangible. I want them to care more. I want them to love more. I want them to, you know, yeah. um, there's just so many things. My grandkids, I'd like it to be generational. Yes. You know, I think about that all the time. Like uh, when I was designing the plan for the Spirits at Rest and some of the things we came up with um, are a vast overtaking, but they're also a generational blessing yeah. when we accomplish them. You know, and I think yeah. about that all the time. Like, that's something I can leave behind. And it's not a statue of Jeremy or a plaque or anything. It's wonderful people that will come say he was a great guy and he, and he really helped me when I needed him. Yeah. And then something for my kids to be able to stand tall on and say, I'm proud of this and keep it going. You know, that's, that's cool. what I think of when I think of legacy, man. I just, I love it. You know, and if I was in my addiction... <laughs> You know, you don't even think about those yeah, things, you know? Even, right. Yeah. So for so many years, right. Yeah. And then as, as God does more and more in you and you fulfill more, you start thinking about that. You really start thinking about what can I leave behind? Because Jesus yeah. left the ultimate legacy. Yes, he did. I mean, his legacy yeah. is still, still rolling 2,000 years yeah, later he's impacting or more. lives because yeah. of it still today. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, uh, I, I think of that often. Like, what can I do? You know, when you hear mm. somebody quote somebody from 300 years ago or talk about a book right. that they wrote or a painting they made think about mm. that legacy think about what they left behind you know right. and I, I think about that and I go I want that I when I when I leave this earth right and I go with with my heavenly father I, you know I, I hope that I made an impact on it enough that people will remember me right. for generations even yeah. you know but that can only be accomplished by taking care of other people
August 6th. Brought to you by your friends at New Day Church, Spirits at Rest Treatment Center, Faith Recovery and Music, and Life Church. Rockin' Recovery in the Park. Family fun. Music all day featuring Todd Papa Bear Preach Finney, the mighty Faith Recovery and Music Band, Tiger Reese, Timothy Price, and from Life Church in Montgomery, the Upper Room Band. Saturday, August 6th, noon to 6th, Memorial Park in Montgomery, Minnesota. Just because we're clean doesn't mean we can't party. Absolutely no drugs or alcohol allowed on the premises. Rocking Recovery in the Park, Saturday, August 6th, Montgomery, Minnesota. Food, fun, music, recovery, faith. Join us. Well, and it, I love what, what Tim was getting at was mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's multiple legacies that we can live, right? We, or that we can pass on. We can have a legacy of brokenness. Yeah. Uh, and we can pass on that legacy of brokenness. Or uh, we can choose something other, right? Like we can, we can pursue a different kind of legacy, making a change. That's, that's one thing that I love about uh, the story of King David. David, uh, actually, if you, if you read his story, it, it seems like what's possible that he was a, a, a child of an affair. He, it, the way that they described him and even the way that they had kind of he was off doing things when he all the brothers were supposed to be together uh, that there was uh, there was a little bit of embarrassment in his father's life about David uh, but uh, you fast forward you see David he actually his legacy is that he is known in scripture as a man that was after God's own heart uh, or uh, the legacy that what's come that comes from God, it actually says that David fulfilled his purpose for his generation. And when I when I read things uh, like that, like that's when that right. like there's Timothy. Timothy fulfilled his purpose for his generation, or Jeremy, or you're listening, fill in your blank. You know, so and so fulfilled their purpose for their generation. Like that, to me, is like wouldn't that be cool to be able to to do that, to live that out, and. That takes work, though, doesn't yeah. it? Like it takes a lot of work. It's easy. It's easy to leave a legacy of brokenness because we came into a broken world, and when we die, we're going to leave a broken world. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of brokenness here. Uh, excuse me, and we can partner with that, or we can partner with something other. Uh, so that's why I love it. I, I get so inspired when I hear stories like yours, Jeremy, like yours, Tim, stories of. Changing the legacy, changing. Uh, you were you were going one way, and you're like, nope. All right, legacy change. We're moving to a whole like it's uh, almost like a video game. We're moving to a whole nother level. We're gonna mm-hmm. go a different route. We're gonna we're gonna fight this foe, and we're gonna keep going. And I I love that. It just gets me thinking, though. So legacy uh, often it's it's kind of talked about as the idea of handing on uh, finances or property, like the legacy of. Uh, he stewarded his money well, and he uh, passed that on as an inheritance. But I think it's so much more than that. I think it—that's like the spiritual inheritance that we can pass on to our kiddos. Uh, the the way that we're able to steward our life, not just uh, financially or spiritually, but even the relationships that we have. If there's things that God's calling us to do, to be a part of, 
Uh, a little known fact about my family, my grandfather uh, in Cedar Falls, Iowa, was uh, big into farming and real estate. He uh, loved people and just did some different things. There's an actual park that's named after him. Huh. And there's uh, nobody that's cool. nobody, nobody in the Mark family that lives in Cedar Falls anymore. We've all like moved on. Some moved to California, some were in Chicago. I moved up here. But there's, that park is still named after. It's, 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 um, it's the Mark Park, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it just rhymes or whatever, but, yeah. you know, that, but that's like a legacy of my, my grandfather, you know, that it's, it's there and it's, it's still there. So it's, it's kind of a wild thought. So those kids that are playing in the equipment are playing, you know, that's, that's the Mark Park. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> What are the, as you think of what you would like to pass on to your next generation, Tim, or Jeremy? What what comes to mind? Like, what is it that you want to pass on to your kiddos? Like, I, we talked a little bit about that. Or even as you're listening right now, if you're if you have children, or perhaps if you're like me, my wife and I, we not just have children, but we also have what we can kind of consider like spiritual children, where there's people that we've been able to come alongside as like a spiritual mother or a spiritual father. Um, not like mafia. That sounds like a, a godfather. You know, like I'm not talking about that. Like we're not, we're not, uh, we're not. Uh, what is it? I made it. I gave him a deal he couldn't refuse. You know, like we're not talking that way. But the idea of like how we impact people. How how do you want to impact people? And then also like what guys? What did, what what inheritance do you want to pass on to your kids? Um. Well, you know, I think uh, I know what I I know what I don't want to pass on. Hmm. You know, and and a legacy. It, it it doesn't it doesn't have to be this big giant huge thing. Yeah, you know, it it it, it, it a legacy is a legacy of you and what you are, and your what. It, basically, it's sort of like you encompassed. That, that you're leaving and and people have um, different legacies they have different levels of legacies you know and uh, um, some people want to leave uh, a legacy of industry some people want to leave a spiritual legacy some people want to you know leave a legacy of um, recovery or you know a legacy of love wow. you know and uh you know, I just want to part, you know, I, all of this stuff that we get to do and we get to do this, this is all, this is all gravy on top of who we were and what we were and, yeah, you know, and God, the, the, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chance that, that God gave us, you know, right. Um, I love getting to do this and I am, I'm so very passionate about it, you know, and, uh, um, when I think about a legacy, you know, I, I've got to be careful because I, you know, I, I love the idea of, uh, leaving a, a legacy as a musician. Okay. You know, I, 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 honestly, I thought you were going to go to Godzilla. Well, like you're gonna like, I've got no problem with that know. either. I've got no problem My with that. My kids are going to yeah, uh, yeah. inherit this legacy of a love for Godzilla. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's funny. Every Christmas, um, so I have a... Uh, I have a big Godzilla collection, and it's part of my passion, and I love getting to do it. Um, I think it's kind of a... 
me revisiting my childhood because I loved it when I was a kid and people have ter- heard me talk about my best friend who passed away when I was really young. Yeah. And you know, that was part of my trauma and part of my recovery is honoring him and having fun mm-hmm. and revisiting little Timmy. That yeah. We talked about him the other day. Yeah, we did. And, uh, so that's all extra stuff. So every Christmas I let my boys pick something from the collection. So when I go, you know, they won't be beating each other over the head with a Good vinyl choice. Godzilla toy. Yeah, that's you know? cool. So, but that's, that's but that's that's more of it's not really about the item. Yeah. It's about leaving any kind of legacy that's not of hate and destruction, abandonment, you know, and. Uh, and I don't think my boys would would care about anything I do or accomplish. You know, they care about our relationship and what I have for them and with them. I hear Jeremy say it all the time, man, family first. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm happy with that. I'd be happy with that. I think anything else, you know, if uh, if if God sees fit to bless FRM and it continues to help people and somebody else wants to continue it and continue helping people, it'd be nothing less than a great honor and it'd Mm. be cool, you know? And if, if people want to remember me as a recovering addict who played guitar and shared his story, I got no problem with that either. You know, as long as, as long as it's not a legacy of destruction and, uh, and um, practicing addiction, because I don't care if it's a legacy of addiction. It's like like we say, Jeremy. We wear our recovery on our sleeve. Mm-hmm. I could care who knows about it if it's going to help somebody. So if it's like talking about my dad and how his cancer and his uh, recovery and his recovery from alcohol and drugs, um, if people remember me like that, like uh, I got no problem with that. You know, but I sure don't want people to remember me. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't get this luxury. Um, I don't want people to remember me like, um, yeah, it's too bad he drank himself to death or mm. he overdosed, you know. And if that can be used to help people, that's different and that's a whole nother th- issue. Um, but again, I'm blessed because... Um, I've been able to acquire some recovery and and be clean for a while and get to see life at that end. Yeah. And it's amazing and you want it. I'm telling yeah. you, I don't I don't go around telling people what they want, but if you're an addict and you're you're struggling with addiction and you've got the opportunity if you're sitting on the fence and you don't know which way to fall, I'm telling you right now, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. So, uh, but I think I answered it. Like I said, yeah. I wanted to try to be clear. <laughs> it's so good. I, what I, one, I can talk. one part of your story, Tim, that I love is that, um, you were, you were to recovery before you met your wife. Yeah. And, um, you obviously continue on since meeting her, uh, but your kiddos and your wife never knew you. Uh, it has that I you know I, 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 I don't I don't talk about it much just for the simple fact that a lot of people weren't blessed with something like that and yeah. um, and a lot of people have rebuilt their lives with their families and yeah. they've succeeded 
um, and they've done a lot of hard work. I'm blessed in the fact that neither my wife nor my kids have ever seen me take a drink or a drug. Yeah. So, uh, which that too, brother. I mean, that's that's a cool legacy. Yeah, that really is. I, I think and not so. a, not everyone gets to have that legacy. Yeah. But you're what what I think is really unique in this is a part of the legacy of of your sons. They may not ever really know because they. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you think of the think of the. There's probably things that we've been given by our parents that we'll never even really have a revelation of. Of wow, that's, that's a legacy. That's a good point. Of what our parents. Uh, you we were talking about the bad legacy that can be passed on, but the good legacy. Like I, there's times where I really had a hard time understanding my father and the way that he would treat me, and I. Um, uh, you know, fast forward now that I have kids, two teenagers, pray for me. Uh, you know, like I, uh, <laughs> pray for me. uh, the, uh, I have such a different understanding, a different perspective for my father. And then to even hear on top of that, to hear stories of, of what his experience was like when he grew up in and how his father would, would discipline him with, you know, it's, that's, it's the old farmhouse story. He would either use his belt or my dad would have to go pick out the stick that he would get whipped with, you know, and uh, sometimes it was the, uh, well, it sounded like hardly ever did the punishment fit the crime, you know, uh, so that's the environment that my dad, so like, if I compare that to why I'm bringing, I'm like, wow, my dad spanked me one time. And I deserved it. And I, I, I know people can have different differing opinions on spanking. I was a rascal, and I truly believe that I deserved that spanking. I probably deserved a whole bunch more. But that was, and it, and as I think back to it now, I can actually see that my dad hated the fact that he had to spank mm, me. Yeah. Like he honestly, it was the this hurts me more than it hurts you. Like that, honestly, I can look back at it now, and I can see. I can even see the anguish that was on his face was like, my son needs to know that what he did was wrong and that this is not the way that you can treat other people because uh, I had mistreated my neighbor. And uh, I'm just so grateful as I, as I think of that. The legacy that my dad has passed on to me is that uh, he didn't parent me as harshly as he was parented, mm. uh, which I'm, I, I love that. And I, uh, wow. I'm able to pass that on to my yeah, kids. that's a great you know that's a beautiful legacy, uh, and I, I grew up in a in a broken home. Maybe you can, you guys, as you're listening, you could probably relate. Maybe you grew up in a broken home too. But the beauty of that is, I can still see that there's a sweet legacy. There's a uh, like this silver lining of a sweet legacy that my dad passed on to me when it came to parenting. But how about you, Jeremy? Like, what what when you think of your kids, like, what is it that you? Is there anything that you're like? Uh, I want to leave them that that uh, mansion in Montgomery or <laughs> right. the, like, well first you know I I'm going to leave my kids um, with love and forgiveness yeah you know boom so my kids know what love is yeah and they really know what forgiveness is as well and they know how to serve and they know how to help others yeah. and that's important you know that's the legacy that I've since birth. Um, have led and work really hard to make sure that they see it and they live it and, yeah. and they do and they they show it to me all the time and I just love it it's so beautiful you know um, I want to leave them with financial gain too mm-hmm. you know so um, 
you know, through the spirits that rest as we grow, that's, you know, I think about that, the levels I want to take it to. I think about my kids as much as I do think about what it can yeah. do for other people, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. because I want to help others and I want to teach my children how well it is to help others. And my kids, uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I married my wife um, after I was sober. I had children after I was up. sober. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll join you in that. You know, I kicked my coverage. <laughs> you know, and I think... Yeah. Um, I think what's important is that that my kids understand that I am an alcoholic addict, but I'm not completely broken, mm-hmm. and that I was able to be healed, and that God healed me, and because of that, I can help others, yeah. and so that they know that Daddy stands tall, Daddy has love for them, that Daddy does things the way they should be done, yeah. um, but Daddy also came from a world of drugs and alcohol and prison, and my kids know all that already. At five years yeah. old, they understand my background. So I want to, what I want to leave for them as a legacy is not judging, but understanding that people go through things in life, but they can change and they can be beautiful. And you know, so that's that's my biggest legacy for them is to be able Come to let, be able to look through God's lenses and you know to pray when they need them, and when things are hard for them to be open about it, not hold it inside. You know, yeah. I was so good at holding everything inside and letting oh, it explode, man. right, and just blowing up. Right. So my legacy to my kids is learning how to not blow up, right. to be able to talk about talk things. And be able to yeah. identify, right? Yeah, like, my daughter, my, I'm my wife. Angry exactly. Today. My Why daughter. Am I angry? You know? Yeah. My daughter yeah. and my wife got into a little spat here a couple days ago, and Elsa came out of her room after they kind of got in an argument and said she was sorry and went back in her room. And I walked in there, and, you know, my wife's really good at it. So, you know, obviously we don't really <laughs> like take a good job to each other when we say, you know, yeah. hey, sorry, or whatnot with the kids. But I walked into Elsa's room and I said, Elsa, it takes a big person to go back nice. and say you're Come sorry. On. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. you Elsa know? Rocks. Yeah, right? And it just it made sure that she understood that that, that took a lot yeah. to get up and to apologize and then to let it go, right? Like, yeah. when I said it to her, she's like, thanks, Dad, but you can tell it didn't even bother her. Wow. Right? right? It wasn't a thing yeah. anymore. So oh that's, my gosh, that's, that's huge. so important. That's a big because, lesson, man. Think yeah. about our parents in that situation oh, with yeah. us, and then yeah. our kids with us. As yeah. I'm thinking about yeah. me, yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Like, even as an adult, I'm like, man, that, yeah. that asking for forgiveness is a big deal. It's a huge deal, and not holding it inside. So those are yeah. things that you know I struggled with a lot as a as a young man, you know, right. and then I I'm really uh, wanting to pass to my kids so they don't have to. That's feel cool. in those same struggles. Almost they're going like to struggle. Your ceiling yeah. is their ground floor. Exactly, because Ooh, they're going to yeah. struggle. They're going to have problems. It's life, you know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I know that the legacy I'm leading with them is when those things hit them, yes. is to pray, to ask God for help, yeah. and then to stay moving forward, though, and to think about what the solutions look like instead of giving up, you know, yeah. and, and that we have choices. We have a choice to be angry, and we have a choice to be happy. So to learn to, like, Ooh, take on. those choices and steer towards the happy, positive side, because then you'll get that outcome. And I you think know? I'm going to drop my kids off at your house. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Jeremy, you know, I got to tell Daycare. you too, guys, I, uh, I am, I still a temperamental guy. You know, I mean, I was a scrapper and things do set me off. I will yell at my kids. Yeah. I will get pissed. Like, why yeah. did you just throw the baby off the couch? You know, because that happens. Like all of a sudden he was on the floor crying and my five-year-old's laughing because he body slammed him off the couch. Right. And I'll get pissed. But the one thing I've, I've I have yeah. totally learned that I know 
is a legacy. His dad will. I stop every time. Yeah. And I calm down yes. and I say, "Sorry, guys. Yeah. Dad didn't mean to get upset. Yeah, man. But yeah. what you did <laughs> was not right. I had that. You know, yeah. and 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 have an explanation at least so that yes. they can like understand that it's okay to get mad, but you also need an apology and you need to understand and explain why you're mad, not yes. just stay angry. And I think that's again, I think that's a big difference between us and our parents oh, and the different generations um because that is worked wonders as far as i can tell with my children too because even in recovery and life it doesn't matter if you're in recovery or not or right you're just trying to live a life you know we're all going to have moments where <laughs> we go off and sometimes we'll react instead of respond yeah when we do that then we've got to start i don't care who you are you got to start working the steps and yes. when we're wrong we promptly admit it and you know, move on you know one of the things that bugs my wife this bugs my <laughs> wife but I, you know I tell her I'm like Leave the toads, you know, know? Exactly. No, oh, it's, no I will tell I will talk to my 5 year olds and my 10 year old though like adults Right, so like, if there's a real problem, <laughs> like if there's a serious problem, oh my right? Gosh, yeah, if there's a we serious, we're so liking this, <laughs> right? If I there's do a too. Ser- right, if there's a serious problem and it needs an explanation, I will explain it the same way I would explain it to my wife to my ten year old. I use kid. sock buckets. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, my wife. Says, Why do you have to be? bothers my eighteen year old. My, my. <laughs> Could you picture he, he, he reaches Jeffrey? Jeffrey, now you shouldn't do that. I'm just picturing Jeffrey reaching out to you in his 40s. He's like, yeah. hey, Dad, I got a problem. Well, let me get the sock puppets out. <laughs> Jeffrey? Well, you know, but I will talk to my kids in an adult manner where I will talk about, yeah. like, what it leads to or oh, why man. this happens. And sometimes it makes my wife mad. Like, do you yeah. really got to talk about, like, this will lead to this, which could lead to using drugs and alcohol and i'm like well if i see something that a behavior that's that type of behavior that is very common to do that i'm going to point it out you know and i'm going to say you know guys we really need to look and be careful of doing this because this could lead to this to lead to this which will will lead to this and i figure if i earliest education possible is the best education you know and to be honest about i'm just honest about all of it we try to do the same thing yeah like i'm thankful the school system will even tell parents ahead of time like Hey, we're gonna like when at the fifth grade. Hey, we're gonna start talking about some basics in sexual education. So we want our kids to be able to hear it from us first, yes. right? Yeah, you know, instead yeah. of like Agreed. going to like, Agreed. whoa, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dad, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mom. Oh. Uh, so, but what I what I love about it is, uh, we we want to be proactive, not reactive. Right. Mm-hmm. I love. Yep. I love too, Jeremy. Man, forgiveness is such a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, what a cool legacy for us to be able to pass on. It is. You know, yeah. greater than a million dollars is to be able to have uh, uh, that ability to forgive. Like, as you were just sharing, I was reminded of the time when we were going to go to the Minnesota Zoo. We had the membership. Uh, Cheslin works on Saturdays. She was at that time. So I had, the, at that time, we just had the two kids. I'm like, uh, let's go. I don't know if you experienced this with your kiddos when they were younger. Something happens at the door. It becomes like this time warp or a time suck where you're like, you get there and what should only take two minutes takes like 15 minutes. (laughs) And you're like, why don't you have your shoes on and where is your coat? Like, why are we still? And I yelled at them like, 
Get in the van. Get your shoes on. Get your coat. We're gonna go have a great time. Get in the van. <laughs> yeah. Yelling, yelling at him. And like, we get Start in the vacation. We get in the van, and I'm pulling out. And I see in my rearview mirror as I'm pulling down the driveway. My kids look like they're just they're just beat up. You know. Yeah. So I had this moment. I had this like I'm thankful. God help me see that I hurt them. And I just I I put it in park. I put the car in park, and I'm like. Guys, I'm really sorry. I, the way I acted was really stupid. Just so you know, you're worth way more than that. Don't ever think that that's okay for people yeah. to treat you that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, please forgive me. Yeah. I was upset because it, I don't understand why it takes you so long to put on your shoes yeah. and your coat. <laughs> I really have no idea why that takes so long. Uh, but the way I treated you wasn't right. Please forgive me. And, and then we were able to... You know, kind of button that up, and then we went and we did have fun at the zoo, and, but it was yeah. good. But uh, you know, like that, yeah, what it is the things that we, which kind of then hits me as we kind of wrap up today. Um, if you guys wouldn't mind being vulnerable with the people that are listening, what's something that you're working on right now um, that you want to shift that you'd be able to pass on? Like for me, that's weight loss. I, uh, in ministry, I've learned a lot of bad habits. Tim, you talked about it mm-hmm. in the past too. Like there's things that in my childhood, I'm thankful God's healed me. There's some different things, but like these habits that I have, and I'm thankful Jeremy, he's like, if you know Jeremy, he's like Mr. Muscle Man. He's <laughs> like, he's super fit. Um, it's, uh, yeah, like I'm here to pump you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I'm walking through some things. I'm 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 hitting the gym. I'm I'm starting to work on my diet, and I'm just really learning how to love love me. Yeah. And that one one of the legacies that I want to pass on to my kids is that I'm willing to take on a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like this has been a big thing for me for mm-hmm. decades. Yeah. And I want them to be able to see that. Yeah. You know, like I want I want the others in my life to be able to say, hey, you know what. Uh, whether he wins or not, we don't know. But he's he's going to take it on, and he's going to go after it. If the Lord is my shepherd I like nothing at all Makes me lie down in green, green pastures Leaves me beside a quiet waterfall If the Lord is my shepherd I like nothing at all Makes me lie down in those green, green patches And refreshes my soul Refreshes my soul For His namesake He guides me along the right paths Though I walk the darkest valley I'll fear no little evil weevil Comforted by your rotten staff Comforted If the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing at all Makes me lie down in green, green pastures Leaves me beside a quiet waterfall If the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing at all 
makes me lie down in those green, green patches and refreshes my soul. Refreshes my soul. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup it flows away. shepherd I like nothing at all makes me lie down in green green pastures leads me beside quiet waterfall Lord is my shepherd I like nothing at all makes me lie down in those green green pastures and refreshes my soul and refreshes my soul surely your goodness will follow me all the days of all of my life surely your goodness will follow me all the days of all of my life surely your goodness will follow me all the days of all life and forever I'll dwell forever I'll dwell in the house of the Lord who's my shepherd Lord who's my shepherd if the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing at all Makes me lie down in those green, green patches Lead me beside the quiet waterfall If the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing at all Makes me lie down in green, green patches And refreshes my soul If the Lord is my shepherd 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 You're listening to Faith, Recovery, and Music. But how about you guys? What's What are you facing right now? What's What's something that you're like... Your regular day in day out, like this is I, this rubber hits the road. Hmm. Well, for me, it's always self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's always been self-esteem. I mean, I appreciate the compliments, but self-esteem has always been difficult yeah. for me. Okay. You know, from a young age, wow. I could never look in the mirror and like really like what I was looking at. You know, so with my kids, what I work with them with all the time is that just that. You know, I tell them how beautiful they are every day, how smart they are. How, I mean, my kids have this just pride. In themselves mm. that I am so proud of yeah. that, but it takes every day I got to lift them up and constantly be doing, and I love it, yeah. you know, because I, my mom was the only one in my life who did it, and I looked right past her, mm. you know. As a boy, you want your dads to be the ones lifting you up yeah. all the time, right? Speaking identity, yeah. So I mean, and mom, it's great when moms do it, but yeah, there's something powerful about a dad right. saying it too. Yeah, and mom, mom was very good at it, but I didn't listen to mom very often because I was trying to 
go after the ones that I felt I needed it from yeah. when it was always mom. I should have just been letting mom do it, you know. Yeah. But I've always struggled with it, always. So it's always, um, I tell people the spirits rest all the time. When you look at all those signs everywhere, there's much for me as it is anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Because I need them all the time to make sure I feel that connection for my, that I I can be loved and that I I am the person I want to be, you know. Right on. And uh, so that is what I work on every day with my kids. I don't want them to feel that loneliness and that hurt and that ickiness when you do look in the mirror um i want them to just see themselves as powerful and beautiful and smart and so that's what i work on all the time you know and that's again when we talk about what we do every day to stay positive i do it because i'm the first person to tear myself down you know i could look in the mirror guys when i'm 230 pounds pounding the weights on a steady diet and like be at 10 percent body fat and look in the mirror and like just be like sick at some of the things I'm looking at like I need to why are my bicep misproportioned from my tricep and my back you know I've gotten uh-huh. I've gotten better at it now right yeah. because I'm 46 years old and my body doesn't develop like it did for 20 years but I still do it like I have a tough time wow. letting go of some yeah. of the things that I can't keep anymore like I've lost muscle now in the last couple years just because of age testosterone dropping yeah. and that's been very difficult like very very hard I can still lift the same amount of weight but my 2x shirts are starting to get uh, bigger baggier um the, the diet that i took for the longest time is starting to put weight on now you know what i mean like i'm getting belly fat that i should never get because that same diet i've been on for 10 years is now all of a sudden causing me to gain weight you know i mean so those are the things i'm struggling with now is just learning how to continually pick myself back up now god mm-hmm. is so amazing that he'll put people in my life that need help yeah. and then i can help them and then i brings my self-esteem up tremendously because I help someone else but yeah, I you know I got I got to avoid the mirror you know yeah. I got to avoid the mirror still to this day a lot of days you wow. know yeah thanks for sharing that man mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. it's a big deal it, as you're describing that it reminds me of a birthday card I once saw mm-hmm. where it was like this overweight dude looking in the mirror and as he was looking in the mirror he saw himself as like this hunk of hunk burden of love kind of guy and then the inside it opened up to a woman that was in great shape but was looking in the mirror and saw herself as fat and obese and just mm-hmm. it's interesting it's the way that we me. see ourselves you know yeah. um, I had acne really young right really bad and it just really messed with how I looked at myself in the mirror and I've never been able to completely look in the mirror and I can now my self esteem from helping others has helped me but I still have to avoid picking myself apart if that makes sense that's so interesting because you're 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 a handsome dude well thanks man and you're he's ruggedly handsome (laughs) what's that brawny called Mm -hmm. and they wanted to hire you on as their new spokesman right no but I um, yeah thanks for sharing that that's a big deal that's a that's a big deal how about you Timothy what's where are you uh, what's where's the rubber hit the road with you right now well I've got this huge list let me pull it out. <laughs> but you know the good news is, is the list used to be a lot bigger. Yeah. And um, we're so much alike, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. You and I are so much alike. And I think it, uh, I think it stems into our upbringing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, uh, I think when I struggle is when I start revisiting and thinking I am the person I used to be, instead of the person I want to be. And I get caught up in, uh, I get caught up with my committee telling me that uh, 
you know, that monkey chatter that we get, that we, we realize that uh, what I've learned from God and from recovery and from faith and friends and helping people is uh, we have a choice. And a lot of times, like you, um, sometimes the committee gets pretty brutal. And, yeah. um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, I've, I've tried to do things that take me out of my comfort zone. You know, I, uh, you know, I started touring when I was 16 years old and then, wow. uh, you know, and for me it was, it was an ego feast. Yeah. I mean, it just fed my <laughs> As ego. As you that, I'm like, I, I think I started taking showers when I was 16 yeah. years old. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm touring. I'm, like, I'm whoa. playing in bands with guys in their mid-20s and their 30s. And, you know, I'm pretending I'm 25 or 30. And trying yeah. to, but I'm just this little kid, you know, and I just didn't. Anyway, um, so, you know, sometimes in life we might not find ourselves in positions that bring out like some of our inner fears and some of our inner anxieties. Um, and, and I think that can be good or bad depending on what you want to do. In other yeah. words, if you want to be a public speaker, yeah, but you're too terrified to do it, you need to get over it. Yeah. You need to do the things that we do every day to battle um, our inner demons, mm -hmm. our, our uh, committee, you know, the... You know, because I look at Jeremy and I'm, I'm like you. I'm like, oh my gosh, what a great guy. Yeah. He does so much. You know, he's a great dad. He helps other people and he's ruggedly handsome yeah. and all of this. He's got the tickets you know, to the yeah, game show. And it, and it doesn't matter what I think. And I could, I can, and I, and I see this in recovery. I see it with sponsees and people I talk to. And, and I sincerely, sincerely, honestly say, you're an amazing person. Yes, you are, Jamie. And you are hmm. a person who yeah. I would be privileged and honored to call my friend for the rest of my life. And then yeah. some. Thank right? you, bro. Right. And I don't, I don't look at any of those things that you nitpick yourself about because I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, you sure know? Cool. I don't even but, see him. But on the inside, I'm the same way. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, you could say that it. to me. And then I'm thinking about, you know, so when uh, I confided in you the other day that I still struggle with nerves when I get up and play in front of people. Yeah. That ego that I used to, that ego feast that used to propel me and, and, and was dangerously out of whack turned on me at a point in my life where I became terrified. I couldn't even go on a stage without taking two shots of something. Wow. I couldn't get in front of people. It eventually is what, you know, like I share about one of the greatest gigs I had was playing in Vegas and working for Steve Wynn and these properties. And that was the sickest in my life I had ever been. And that person wasn't me, you know? I couldn't get up on a stage and without being inebriated because wow. all of a sudden I'm that ego that used to feed me turned on me and all of a sudden instead of pulling energy in from that it scared me and it made me want to go cower in a corner so when I uh, when I cleaned up I had every intention and I prayed about it and you guys have heard me share this I wanted to continue playing music to the point where I 
sought counsel with pastors and my sponsor and what to do and how I could do it. I went back and got a degree in music, yet that was still there. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, I started thinking of guitar-wise, what would be the scariest thing for me to do? Fingerstyle guitar, where you're playing without a band, you're playing, you're doing this, it's just you, yeah. you know, and if you hit a wrong note, you can't give the bass player a dirty look, mm-hmm. you know, it's all on you, mm-hmm. you know. Always picking and on the bass player. I know, and I gotta tell you, to this day, I still struggle with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I still, um, my committee tells me um, that I'm gonna F it up, and mm-hmm. um, I have to take action, and I have to work real hard, and and I think, and it's gotten so much better. That's the thing. I don't want to portray this as this is uh, any condition we have. You know, God will help us. God will help us work through it and deal with it. Um, and it's gotten so much better for me. Yeah, so much easier. And I love it. And I enjoy it. And instead of being afraid and getting up and. You know, if you're a musician out there, if you're a public speaker, if you're a pastor, you get up and deal with people. We have these things that cause butterflies and nerves to come up, you know, and that's normal. Oh, my God. Paul McCartney says he still gets nervous when he gets on a stage, right? Isn't that something? I know. So it's like, it's not necessarily bad. It's when you let it stop you from being the best you can be because it cripples you. That fear... You know, because I think when you really get down to the root of all of it, I think if you had to summon or sum everything up with one word, it's fear. Yeah. You know, and I got to tell you what, God's given me a lot more strength. You know, he didn't give us that spirit of uh, timidity. He gave us strength. And now I know, and this has been a big thing, like when you talk about helping people, it's helped me so much knowing that. Um, the music I love to play, it's not about me. It's not about, it's about God and it's about helping people. And that gives me strength and that gives me purpose other than my stupid ego, you know, where, oh my gosh, you know, Beethoven used to say to hit a wrong note is not a problem. To play without passion is inexcusable. And you wow. know, and it's just like life. <laughs> Things are gonna happen. You yeah. know, we're gonna we're gonna hit wrong notes. You know, but just because I hit a wrong note, does that mean you know? And if you're a musician out there, you know, or anybody who does anything along this line, these lines, you know, when you do that, what are you gonna do? Quit? You know, are you gonna let that inner voice tell you you're not good enough to the point where you're gonna quit something you love the most and been doing all your life? It's like. Nope, you either, you either trust in God and become, uh, use that intent, take action, you learn what you can learn, and then you pray about it and leave it up to God. Yeah. And if you fall flat on your face, or if you play something that's totally amazing, it's out of your hands. As long as you, my uh, praise and worship uh, leader, Scott Harlow from Mount Pisgah, used to say a few things that would really help me out with this. Because I, I don't always think right about it because my ego kicks in a lot of times. And I, you know, we get done doing a service and I'd, and, and all I'd be worried about was the bad notes I hit. Yeah. And I'm worried about the bad notes I hit, not because 
it's gonna make the band seem less or it's gonna make somebody's praise and worship experience less because I felt like I'm just not good enough and I'm not doing what I need to do. And I'd go up to him and, and I'd say, man, I'm really sorry for the bad notes I hit today. Ah. And he'd go, what? And I'd go, yeah, it's, it's, this is all ego. You know, no matter how I disguised it, I'm really sorry about the bad notes I hit today. He goes, you know, I got to tell you, he said two things. One thing he said was, you know, I like to think that God takes that note that you hit, he brings it through your guitar, through your chord, into your amp, and by the time it comes out the PA to the congregation, he's already fixed it. Mm. I love that. And he also said, you know, Tim, we practice and we work, we do our craft, be it praise and worship with music, be it a sermon, whatever we do, be it working with the public and having sober housing, we do what we do, we work hard at it, and then there comes a point where you've got to just do what Stevie Ray Vaughan did. Mm. Grab your guitar, close your eyes, and tilt your head back and go for it. Dude, yeah, right? let it run. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's my sobriety song. Yeah. yeah. Stevie Ray. Oh, really? Living life by the drop. Ooh, yeah. come on. In step. <laughs> yeah. In step, it's all about recovery. Stevie wow. Ray. Stevie so anyway, Ray was in recovery. Yeah. That, I know that's, a, again, Thanks, a long answer, but you, you really helped me the other day when we talked about it. Cool. Because we went down... Yeah. To the to the little Tim, yeah, that was affected by all of the negative negativity that came into my life. He prayed for little Tim. He didn't mm, pray cool. for big Tim. He, he said, "I know little Tim experienced a lot of trauma. Let's give little Tim some, you know, let's some encouragement, some encouragement, some healing, some, give yeah. healing." Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been on air since that. I really have. You <laughs> That's know, and, awesome. And that I know it's awesome. not all of us, uh, but a lot of us have trauma from when we were young. And yeah. you know, some of us have parent issues and all that. And I'm one of them. Yeah. I am. And that has helped me so much. Hmm. Well, thank you, guys. It was yeah. really cool. We're, we're starting to kind of run low on time. Yep. I want to just touch on a few things real quick. Again, this is recovery weekend. Tomorrow we're yeah. super pumped. No, tonight. 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 This morning. So we're at Hilltop <laughs> Hall tonight, which is at 206 First Street North in Montgomery. Again, 206 First Street North, Hilltop Hall. You go through, the, if you're coming through on the main drag, you go through, you go up just a little bit of stairs, and it's oh, a beautiful location. Yeah. That's where um, cool we, Life Church meets with Pastor Doug and... Kathy, it's really cool. So that will be rocking tonight. Is that seven o'clock? Yep, yep. Seven, seven o'clock. Check that out. And then tomorrow uh, in the afternoon, uh, up until six o'clock, we're going to be at Memorial Park. Yep. In Montgomery, we're going to rock it. We got bouncy houses for the kids. Uh, there's going to be food there. A food vendors going to be there. Uh, great musicians. A great lineup all day or all afternoon into the evening. Super pumped. Uh, we're excited about that. Memorial Park is, you could just Google it. You'll be able to pull it up. Uh, you'll find it right there in the what heart of the city. What a great park, too. Yeah. Nice stage. You had mentioned the big trees yep. for shade. It's got and... some great shade. The weather looks like it's going to be just right. So we'd love to have you come. Even if the weather's questionable, we're gonna, we could move it back to Hilltop Hall and, and rock out there. We're covered. And then on Sunday, uh, we're going to keep the party going. Sunday, on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, we'll be at New Day Church. That's in New Prague. It's uh, 1201 First Street Northeast. Uh, and Jeremy, Tim, and I, we're going to do something we've never done before. Hmm. We're going to tag team a message that, that morning, which is going to be really cool. I'm really 
I am excited to Me see too. how that's going to turn out. I just love doing life with you guys. Yeah, I do too, man. Um, which is cool. But the whole weekend, it's just rocking out uh, recovery. Just really thankful hmm. for the recovery that we have. So come and join us. If you yes. can do one thing, if you can do all things, just come and hang out. Love to have you with us. I uh, want to just honor time. Uh, Tim, would you mind closing us in prayer? Oh, I'd love we, to. Thank you. Thank as you we so roll much. Out? Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for these gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, thank you that they wear their recovery and they they wear their lives, their their personal lives on their sleeve. And they do that and able to reach out and help other people. Uh, just amazing. Just amazing. And and the opportunity to to learn from them and you know even talking about legacy today has really helped me personally hmm. and it helps me in my recovery thank you Lord. helps me to be a better friend a better husband a better father and a better man and a better better servant for you lord and uh wow that's an amazing thing what a feeling so grateful for recovery and friends and i pray that you be with us lord uh for the whole rock and recovery weekend that oh, come on everybody stays Ooh. safe that uh um everybody has fun and everybody can man just have a great time without freaking drugs and alcohol <laughs> it's gonna be amazing and Thank we just you, we ask for your presence there lord and uh, i pray for all of those who are out there struggling right now in any fashion may god give you peace in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. thank you all yeah thanks for joining us today guys we love you yeah remember yeah. together we're, we're better and yeah. with god we're, we're unstoppable. unstoppable we'll see you this weekend <laughs> nice guys that was amazing bro. that was amazing thank you so much for joining the faith recovery and music podcast with your hosts timothy price jeremy garez and pastor christopher mark Faith Recovery and Music is a non-denominational Christian ministry and nonprofit devoted to helping those who are in recovery from alcoholism and drug addiction and for those who would like to be. You can learn more about Faith Recovery and Music at www.faithrecoverymusic.com. Today's episode featured All of My Heart, written by Timothy Price and performed by the mighty Faith Recovery Featuring Shelley Galvin, Angie Musel, Carrie Havlicek, and Timothy Price. We also heard If the Lord is My Shepherd, written and performed by Timothy Price. If you'd like to learn more about Jeremy Garris, his amazing story, and Spirits at Rest Treatment Facility in Montgomery, Minnesota, please visit www.spiritsatrest.com. Christopher Mark is pastor of New Day Church in New Prague, Minnesota. New Day Church is a non-denominational church with an emphasis on community and Christ. To learn more about this mighty man of God, visit him at New Day's website, newday-church.org. Though we may occasionally have doctors, professional therapists, or counselors on the podcast as guests, we ourselves are not. We are simply men and women sharing our faith and recoveries through experience, testimony, music, and the love and grace of Jesus Christ. If you are struggling with addiction, depression, 
detoxing, or thoughts of suicide, you may need to consult professionals trained in these categories. If you have no one else to call, we plead with you to call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you are interested in having FRM visit you with a faith-based presentation filled with testimony, music, and the love of Jesus Christ, again, visit us at www.faithrecoverymusic.com. Episode 27, The One About Legacies. Originally aired August 5th. 2022.